One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today I wanted to have a conversation about how to kind of up-level your customer experience and using that as a way to really just kind of increase customer loyalty. And that can be anything from having customers come back to you and clients rebooking you for your service and things like that. But it also helps with kind of word of mouth and really getting client referrals because they love your business so much. And a lot of that does have to do with the client experience. So to have this conversation with me today, I am joined by Mane, who was born and raised in Armenia, by her single mom, but later immigrated to the US. She's built a seven-figure business from the ground up. She is the founder and CEO of four boutique companies. She leads an international team of 20 people. She's consulted with more than 58 companies worldwide, ranging from everything from sole proprietors to large corporations. She is inspired by her mom, and she says it's part of her personal mission to help women have access to the resources, expertise, and support that they need to grow their businesses and continue to break glass ceilings for women everywhere, which you guys know that I absolutely love. She is also the founder of an influential marketing agency focused on digital marketing, creator activations for brands and talent booking. So thank you so much for being here, Mane. It seems like you really do a lot. Yeah, that has been a journey for me. <laughs> so let's talk about when you were building these businesses, especially working into like building that seven figure business, 
when it comes to things like up-leveling your client experience and kind of building that customer loyalty, what did that look like for you? I think what I would, if anybody ever asked me what would be the first thing that I would recommend any business owner is going to be deliver what you promised. I think that's the biggest part about the customer experience that we're missing. We talk about all this, you know, referral programs and things and this and that. We forget that the delivery on our promise is the best thing that we can do in terms of building customer loyalty. Every time you go to Starbucks, you're going to have the same pumpkin latte that is going to have the same pumpkin latte taste. You're not going to have an inconsistent... Uh, branding, you're not going to have inconsistent messaging, you're not, you're sure exactly of the quality that they're providing, the service, the smile on somebody's face while they're greeting you, right? So I think delivering on the promise and the results that you have, that's um, the biggest thing that has helped us. Um, and I would say one more thing, which is coming from a place of integrity. Yes. We have this urge of selling constantly scaling and selling and six figures this and five figures that I think we've um, if we focus on serving people um, and keeping that as uh, the priority the loyalty will come from that relationship because it's more authentic that way I totally agree with that I think that operating your business in a place that doesn't forget that you're serving people (laughs) Yeah. And not just trying to make money. And I've, I've, I talk about this on my podcast a lot. You know, business, the main goal of a business is to make money. So it, it, that's, that's, of course, what we're here to do when we have a business. But we need to remember that we are serving people and people that we want them to feel as if they are the only people that we're servicing and making them feel happy and welcomed and that in and of itself when we approach our business that way does do a lot to kind of build up that client experience that they're having um i also like that you said um (laughs) just to deliver what you promised because that is such a basic i know it sounds basic but i think that again so many people and so many small businesses especially they focus on this um black friday sales and referral programs and rewards and um, discounts and new offers and so many different things. Well, all you need to focus on is actually delivering what you promised. There is no better sales strategy than delivering what you said you will. Yeah. So on that same kind of thing, though, what would you suggest to people? I have an opinion on this. Especially when you're newly starting out in business and you have a tendency to sometimes over promise, you get a little bit in over your head because you just are so excited to have a client and you, you know, you want to make some money and, but now you don't think you'll be able to get them something on time or it's not going to be like the highest quality because it's maybe slightly outside of your expertise how do you go about kind of remedying that to save that client relationship and still make them feel like it's not a bad experience? Like it might not be the best experience, but it's not a bad one. Um, first, this might not be the part of the about the loyalty building, but this is a core of I, I'm um, 
but this is at the core of every single thing that you're trying to do. I'm a huge believer in planning. I'm a terrible control freak. I have everything written down. I have, I'm so what I would say, the first thing is understanding your offers. The reason why people are trying to over deliver is because a, they don't understand the value of what they're giving to begin with. And B, they don't have a clear scope of their work. Yes. Every single thing that I can deliver for you is in my contract. There's nothing more that like I can do for you. If I do, great, good for me. But setting up clear expectations with the person that you're bringing on board is extremely important. And um, the second thing, I'm sorry, you had an ending of your question, which I'm trying to remember. So I, I said, so that way it's not a, it's not a, it might not be the best experience. experience, but it's not a bad experience. Remember the, com- I just said, you know, come from a uh, place of servitude. When you, I've talked about this very recently at a conference, but we, I have said no to clients. Yes. I have told clients, this is not for you. I am not for you. This service is not for you. You're not ready for this investment which is absolutely fine by me because the problem isn't to make a sale. The problem isn't to make a buck. The problem is having a good relationship with the customers because they're the biggest marketing tool that you have. So in this case, if you come from the place of servitude and you are sitting there, there cannot be a bad experience Mm -hmm. because you're setting a clear expectation, letting them know, I would love to help you. But I, if I do, this is outside of my experience. The only thing I can share is maybe my personal experience of how I did X, Y, and Z. And you can try to replicate that. But unfortunately, that's not where my strengths are. However, I would love to help you with these things, things that I'm naturally good at. I'm so happy that you said that because I think so many... I think women in general, unfortunately, or fortunately, we tend to be people pleasers and we we don't like to say no to people. We don't want to upset people. And especially when we're first starting out in business, we don't understand that the way that we to grow our business is by understanding where your zone of genius lies and what you can do and what you can't do and being very clear about where that line is and knowing that it's okay to not book someone because you know that you're not going to be able to deliver for them or are you not going to be able to give them the best experience if they work with you because that's not really where you work in or anything like that. So I I really appreciate that you kind of reiterated that because it I, it takes practice though. I think it does take practice learning how to <laughs> how to say no for some people. I, I agree with the no thing. I still think, though, if you have a clear understanding of what your offer is. Yes, I agree with that. There, there shouldn't be a there. There is no place for compromising. I have a um, I used to have, let's say that I used to have a client and uh, she has a branding and website design company. I have absolutely no idea why she decided to start doing social media management. 
She's a great designer, but she has absolutely no experience in marketing or social media. Uh, this Graphics that she makes are gorgeous. I don't know where the rest of the story is going, but I love that this is an example that you're using because I see it so many times where people feel like they have to branch out into something else because they'll make more money or it seems like it might be a good fit when in actuality they really don't understand the underlines of like how to have a business in that particular field. So yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just love no, it. No, it's, good. <laughs> it's not really their fault though, because the overall culture right now on social media, everybody's pushing you to scale. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings, she started providing the social media management service with no background in marketing, in social media, digital advertising, anything of that sort, not really understanding what her, the graphics that she's creating, which are absolutely gorgeous, what they can actually do for the business. So is she making money? Maybe. Will she be able to deliver the results that her clients are looking for? Most likely not. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of energy from her to do it herself, manage a contractor and do this and do that. While her, if she just focused on the branding and website design, which is actually what she does the best and offer maybe some supplemental design services, it would have been a better solution for her. I think we get pushed on social media into this vision of, getting to certain numbers, uh, scaling and scaling and scaling and diversifying. It's just those trendy words words that gets you. Yeah. (laughs) And it just gets you feel like you're behind with things. And I have tried that. I have had that myself. I come from business consulting background. I have been a business consultant for the past decade, but even with me, when I started my own business, it's hard to tone out and quiet down the noise. So I did the same mistake. I had, I started a digital, um, I started a creative agency. Re- why I did that. <laughs> not, not the agency part. Cause we still offer those services, but not all of them, but I created this pricing guide that had, I want to say 43 offers in it. <laughs> That's way too many. <laughs> like full scale, Everything in one place, creative agency. Do you want Facebook ads? You got it. Do you want (laughs) creative design? You got it. Do you want um, social media management? You got it. Do you want LinkedIn? We'll do it. (laughs) It was just so chaotic and I was drained. Yeah. I was drained. My clients were not happy because you can't deliver when your attention is split between 75 things. And you are not even sure, and you don't have the capacity of building a team. Mm -hmm. I had incredible people behind me and they were able to deliver a lot, but there's still um, the review process, which for me was a very hard thing to do, which I think, long story short, I think when it comes to scaling, it's important to understand that the... um, there are a lot of fundamentals that need to be built for you to be able to scale your business. It's not about making money short term. It's the, about building a sustainable business, um, something that will go in a long run. Um, and when we 
uh, we have a word in Armenian. I cannot <laughs> translate it even if I try. Um, but basically, if you try to do too many things, the quality of things that you're doing yeah. is going to go down. Uh, um, the, the expression, I think, is you're if essentially if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. Right. So <laughs> see, I will so say, though, I think that there is no one size fits all for any business. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree that having one offer and that's the only offer that you have is the best solution for everyone. And I don't think that having a portfolio of 27 services is something that is good for everyone. I think that's something that a more seasoned agency would be able to handle where they have already built the foundation and the client um, base and the relationship and the social proof and whatnot before they get there. So there is space for every strategy. It's just everybody needs to decide what works for them. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> so just to kind of talk a little bit more about like the customer loyalty piece of it, right? Like, so we said that, you know, that experience starts at the very beginning of our business it, by knowing what we're offering, whether it's making sure it's just one thing or things that are within our wheelhouse that we can manage. And then making sure that we're not over delivering, that we're showing up the way that we're promising to our clients. How does that then turn into building up loyal clients and customers who will refer us or will come back to us when they need services like that? Because I think sometimes people think that if you give, and I'm using quotes, you guys can't see it, but if you give too much away, then you have the possibility of being taken advantage of and it won't be really appreciated. And so by giving like this outstanding client experience won't necessarily translate into people who are going to be loyal to you and your business. I don't think that um, the great customer experience equals over-delivered product. Um, I think that the good client experience is something that you promised, you delivered, you did it with integrity and respect and something that you can continuously replicate so mm -hmm. that it wasn't a fluke. Um, having, so we have a few things that we have integrated into our client experience that I think makes it a, a, a good transaction. Well, a good transaction. That sounds <laughs> terrible, but I'm hoping that it's a good experience for them. The first thing that it is, is I know the names of their kids, if they have mm. it. I know this might sound trivial. Maybe I am not the one who has the names, but in my CRM, I always have the name of their kid. If I am not the last person who talked to them and my team was the last person to talk to them, there was some kind of update about them that happened. We have it in the notes. So that when I go and pick up the conversation, I have the baseline of what I can talk about. We celebrate our people always. Um, I will show you when we're when we end this, but we actually have this margarita thing is that we send out as a cheers to doing business better. Um, every time somebody does something great, all you need to do is just put tequila in it. And that's <laughs> um, I think the part about the customer experience, which is not something that we 
talk about a lot is being understanding. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand that in terms of protecting us, we need to have specific boundaries in place. But I think that in terms of protecting them, we need to have a little more flexibility when it comes to certain areas, not allowing to be taken advantage of, mm-hmm. but still being able to be flexible. Your, um, you have a certain time that your appointment was supposed to happen. They're canceling last minute because their um, daycare had an issue. There is absolutely no need for you to say, you know, unfortunately, this was a booked time call and I will not be giving you refunds because there is no cancellation policy in my book. Mm-hmm. Be a human. <laughs> We're all there. We're all going through things. Um, I would say definitely develop uh, either a reward program or a referral program in terms of more like things that you can do. Um be that, you know, if you use our services, other services or whatnot, there is a discount for you. Be that creating freebies that you can regularly send to them in an email, just as an A-B test for people to try things out. Setting up different phone calls with them just to check in and see how they're doing. Reach out to them to beta test your new offers. Ask them question what they would be interested in. Do market research. If you're more of a social media person, do it in your stories. Ask people what they're looking for. Create the product that is for them. You know, because sometimes when people have that power over your offer creation, power over your your, um, direction that your business is going. They're more invested. (laughs) They are more invested. Yeah. I feel like if I see my friends... Um, if I see somebody that I hired previously hit a great milestone, oh, I will go and celebrate because I'm a part of it. Like I made it happen. When we hit our seven figures and it was a ridiculous milestone, I I went and sent a thank you note to every single person that was a part of that journey. That's awesome. And for each one of them, maybe the template was the same. Yeah. There was one sentence that was for each one of them separately. Like when you showed up with me in this way, thank you. Um, It's similar to pitching. Yeah. Even for somebody to be on a podcast, right? We send out different pitches sometimes like, hey, I would love to talk about this. You don't just go and like send a blurb about nothing or yourself. What you send is saying, I love what you did here. Yep. I would love to do this to make them understand that you have listened at least to an episode yep. or have heard them do a certain thing that you put a thought behind it. If we can build the relationships that go into this beyond the transactional conversations the relationship will grow and the community will grow and the customer loyalty will be there. I think all of those little things that you mentioned are such simple things that we can do that are often overlooked. Like I, you mentioned about like knowing, you know, your client's kids' names. I used to go to gym in my old neighborhood. I went to one of their like free sessions before I signed up. And when I went back the second time, they remembered my name. And I was like, oh, that's 
really nice. Like they have yeah. all these people who come in here, but yet they remembered who I was. And every time I went there, good morning, Sasha. Like, how are we doing today? Like, oh, and they would ask about my son. And it just made it feel like it was very much a family at this gym. And even when I moved and I was like 20 minutes further away from them, I still kept going to them for a while because I was like, no, I lo- I felt bad about canceling my membership. With them. Yeah. And so it's things like that. I've gotten client like gifts before from people that I've worked with for like Christmas or the holidays or a random like, thank you so much. I love the client welcome gifts because I think it's very unexpected for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes so simple. It's like a little card and a bath bomb. And it's just like so happy that we're working together. Yep. But it just creates this like that feeling of being special, <laughs> which yeah. makes people want to continue to work with you when, when they feel special. <laughs> I will say one thing. I have been talking about this so much because we recently did a rebrand and we were very focused on the why and all of our stuff. Uh, including the offers, our freebies, um, our, uh, we even started a scholarship program for women if they want to, like, we built everything around the why. So when we did that, there's, in addition to what I'm going to say, your values need to be, um, you need to put your mouth, no, you need to put your mouth. That's the word. I'm not originally from the U.S., so some verbiage <laughs> might be different. But you need to put your um, money where your mouth is. The, what I mean with this is we sometimes when we talk about customer loyalty, when we talk about community building, when we talk about our business building, we actually mean very transactional. We say something, but we do something different. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to think about, we offer payment plans, right? But when you choose a payment plan, the price of the offer doesn't change. Mm -hmm. We don't have like pay me $2,000 now or pay me $2,300 distributed between three months. Because we don't think in the core of our values, we don't think that you should be punished because you don't have access to funding. Yeah. Because you need the help. You need the help more than anybody else does. Yeah. So that's my customer. That That's how I build loyalty. When somebody says, hey, I can start paying you in two weeks, but I would like to start today. I'm okay. I can live with that. And I'm saying this in a way that I'm not asking for anybody to push their boundaries and yeah. change different things. But at a smaller scale that small appreciation goes a long way and solicit feedback, genuine feedback, not praise, not um, what is the word when people say nice things like sleazy, nice things. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) I I know exactly what you mean, but it's acting for like, it's asking for a constructive feedback. Like what can I yes. do better versus like, don't ask for validation. Yeah. Don't like, ask for praise. What, what did I do? Like, what was your best, you know, what was your favorite part about working together? Like, okay. Ask that, but also what can I do better to improve this experience? You know, exactly. For, you what know. would you like to see from me? Yeah. How can I support you moving forward? I had a client that went through the same thing that I did today. 
she was tired. My my daughter didn't sleep last night. And it just been a day, right? So she sent me a message. She's like, you know, we're moving to this new house and my kid has been up all night. I'm just tired. Can I get back to you tomorrow? And I was like, sure, no problems. And then I go, and there's an app for it. There's an app for anything. I got her a Starbucks gift card and I sent it over and I was like, hey, go get a coffee. You need a break. And I cannot tell you how many places did she tell the story about yeah. me doing that as yep. just a gesture. It doesn't cost me anything, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's just a gesture. And most of the time, our... Anyways, we have a budget <laughs> for that kind of stuff in my business, so we're fine. <laughs> I, think, I, I think what it boils down to, and I really like that you've kind of, for me, attributed it to essentially just be a person. <laughs> Yeah. Just be a decent human person and that alone and having integrity in your business, knowing why you're doing what you're doing in your business, who you're serving in your business is really how you build a great customer experience that then turns yeah. into people praising about you, talking about the amazing journey that they had while working with you and then essentially turning that into referrals for getting new people into your business. And so I think, I think that's a great way to kind of sum up how to, how to do that. Um, and I know I would be doing the same thing. If I got a, a Starbucks gift card because I told someone I had a crappy day um, and it was, did not expect it at all. I'm going to tell everyone about this business who is just like, yeah. yeah, they, they gave me coffee when I really needed it. Needed coffee. <laughs> so I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. I think this has been an amazing conversation and you really helped drop some very useful tips um, for everyone. I'm going to put uh, Manny's uh link to her blog in the show notes at stationrove.com slash blog where she has resources and articles about money, entrepreneurship, business development, and a whole lot more. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for the great conversation. Thank you. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Audio Podcast Network.